Hey, it's Ryan Rothstein of Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philadelphia. And be sure to check out my podcast, the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. We dive into the betting angle for all of the Philadelphia teams. If you're from Philly or a fan of any of the Philly sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe, follow, and listen to the Philadelphia CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. Well, the Sixers are growing increasingly frustrated with Ben Simmons' refusal to accept any of their help to help him to, to help him discuss and, and, and deal with the mental readiness issues he talked to them about on October 22nd. You know, he's he's been working out at the facility doing one-on-one with some teammates and with some coaches, but he's and he's accepted treatment from their doctors on a back issue, but when it comes to mental health, he is not engaged with him. Now, he has engaged with mental health professionals that he's talked to since the summer through the NBA Players Association and the Sixers would like to know where that stands. They'd like to be included in that, but right now he's refusing to do so. According to a source close to Simmons, he says he'll share that information when he's comfortable sharing that, but right now that's that's how he's handling this, and they are growing sort of increasingly frustrated. All right, welcome back. And that's uh, ESPN NBA insider Ramona Shelbourne to start the episode off because I got what we wanted here. I got what I wanted. All right, because over the past week or so, uh, we've made comments on the Philadelphia City Cast. I've made comments on Sports Radio 94 WIP when talking about the 76ers and Ben Simmons. Like, oh, well, this story has died down a little bit. And um, 76ers, at the time of recording this episode, uh, they're actually live right now going up against the Chicago Bulls, the 6-1 and one Chicago Bulls. But your 76ers, 5-2, and two, and Embiid's already missed a couple games. He's playing tonight. Tobias Harris is out for the Wednesday night game uh, against the Bulls due to health and safety protocol. But still looking pretty good. Sixers look deep. Andre Drummond has been uh, a welcome addition off the bench and seeing important minutes, whether Embiid plays or does not play. Furkan Korkmaz has clearly gotten better. Uh, and he's his role has evolved, especially with that second unit, whether that's as a ball handler, as a scorer, uh, creating space as the three-point shooter that he always has been, uh, but continuing to work on that. So my point is 76ers have looked good. Tyrese Maxey has looked good leading the first unit. Matisse Thibel, um, the young elite defender, uh, certainly evolving as well. All of this without Ben, but here we are now, and Ramona Shelbourne reported this yesterday, uh, November 2nd, that, you know, there's <laughs> there's no end in sight here. So uh, the 76ers reached back out to Ben Simmons because allegedly they had no communication from him, did not hear any type of update. All they did know... Um, was since they spoke with him, I guess maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago at this point, um, the exact date and time saluting me, and that's that's okay. It's beyond the point here for a second. You know, Ben says he's not mentally ready to play, and he's going through some things mentally. Um, and the 76ers completely supported him and obliged that uh, request that he needs more time. And since that point, the 76ers have tried to... 
help steer him in the right direction uh, and offered up their services, whether it's uh, team psychologists or just people that work with the team or closely to the team in that department. Uh, but Ben pretty much refused their help. He hasn't refused their help getting the back injury back up to speed. And supposedly he is good to go. Like physically, Ben Simmons is good to go. Now we fast forward this story a little bit. Uh, Ramona Shelbourne reports that on ESPN on November 2nd. Now, time of recording, November 3rd, later into November 3rd. And Daryl Morey met with Ben Simmons on Wednesday and asked him if he's ready to play. Like, okay, well, your back's 100% fine. You have not taken any of the, the help that we have offered you. Are you good to go? Ben Simmons says he's not ready to play for the same reason. Uh, so here we are. All right, this story coming back into the fold. Of course, it never really fully went away, but it did quiet down for a little bit. Um, so now Ben Simmons is not mentally ready to play. He is not accepting any of the help the team is offering him. Uh, so here we go. Now what? <laughs> now what? Uh, I don't have the answer, you know, but I did say this and it's just, it's frustrating for a few reasons because when that first sort of came out that Ben said he's not mentally ready to play and he's going through some things mentally, you see a lot of people come out just online or, or wherever it may be in support of Ben Simmons because that is what you should do. That's what we typically do when an athlete, and even if it's not an athlete, comes out and says uh, they're going through some things mentally, any individual, any person. And that's great. But with Ben Simmons, it's a little bit different. And all I said at the time was, let us not confuse boneheaded, immature, stupid mistakes, bad life decisions that caused him to uh, get this anxiety and stress and unwillingness to step in front of potentially a Philadelphia home crowd or unwillingness uh, to mend relationships with his teammates and whoever else he needs to mend relationships with. Let's not confuse that for legitimate mental health struggles and issues. All right. And I don't know what's true, but right now it seems like he's just not mentally ready to play because he doesn't want to play and he doesn't want to face some of those difficult conversations and difficult, um, just flat out circumstances that he's inevitably going to face if, and when he ever steps foot on the floor wearing a Philadelphia 76ers uniform. So here we go. And I had to start the episode with that and, uh, start the episode with Ramona Shelbourne. Um, just basically, I mean, you could tell in her voice, right? She's, she's tiptoeing on what she really wants to say, but the bottom line, uh, his refusal of any type of help and willingness to get help and work with the team and even just flat out communicate with the team. Like the team has not heard from him. Okay. So I'm not saying he must take the help of the 76ers psychiatrist or psychologist or doctor or what, whatever it is. No. But if you want to work with someone, and if that's your legitimate reason, then you come back and say, hey, listen, thank you so much uh, for offering your team doctor, but uh, I'm going to do my own research, and I think I'm going to go this direction. I'll keep you updated. I'm supposed to meet with them. You know, you, you get the point, point. and none of that has been the case with Ben Simmons from start to finish, uh, and finish is not the case, but till this point. So here we are. 
All right, it's the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. I am your host, Ryan Rothstein, and we have Eagles Chargers to get to. And on this episode, we're going to go through some of the key matchups that I've highlighted for the game. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time kickoff at Lincoln Financial Field back in Philadelphia. Uh, and what do we take away from the Detroit Lions game? Right, I think that's that's the popular question now here in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of, whoa, it's the Lions. They stink. Okay, fine. Um, if the Lions got their first win of the season against Philadelphia, you know, would we be saying it doesn't matter? Like, no, of course not. It would just be amplified, that loss. Um, you beat a team in the NFL 44-6. to I don't care what that team looks like on the other side. Uh, that means something. Okay, but what does it mean? And I've been saying this consistently all season long. It's not necessarily about the wins and losses for this Eagles team, but it's about the development and it's about the progress and it's about checking off some of the questions on that long list of questions that we had going into this season with the new coaching staff, new head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, Jalen Hurts, getting the keys to the franchise car, so to speak. Uh, what's he about amongst a lot of other things, right? And we haven't gotten any of those answers. We've all been clamoring and screaming and yelling uh, for Nick Sirianni and this Eagles team to run the ball a little bit more. And they didn't do that against the Lions. All they did was run the ball. So we had seven games of strictly leaving it in the hands of Jalen Hurts, throwing it or having him run around like a madman. Uh, they handed the ball off to the running back 23% of the plays uh, before the game against the Lions. Jalen Hurts has either had to throw it or run it himself 77% of the plays through seven games. And the last three games leading up to the Detroit Lions game, it was a number like 83% of all Eagles offensive plays was Jalen Hurts running it himself or throwing it. And now we have the complete 180 happen where all they did was run the ball against the Lions. You know, we talked about Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson going to Nick Sirianni after the first drive saying, Coach, we have a clear advantage here. Let's continue to run the rock. Um, so that's all good, but that was just so far from what we have typically been seeing with this team. It wasn't like a clear progression from one week to another. It was just where the bleep did this come from? All right, so now they're getting ready to face the Los Angeles Chargers team who is atrocious themselves uh, in stopping the run. Dead last, actually, is where the Chargers stand <laughs> with their run defense. So just to be clear, some potential opportunity for this Eagles offense uh, on the ground. And that's exactly what they took advantage of uh, last week against that Detroit Lions team. And they did it in a big way, uh, running the ball over 40 times, scoring over 40 points, uh, and just a dominant performance from start to finish. And even defensively, for what it's worth, um, the defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles had a very strong performance, I would argue their best and strongest performance of the season. Uh, and they're going to need a lot of that same success and intensity and dog mentality, as head coach Nick Sirianni likes to say, from, from that game against Detroit in this game against the Chargers. Just copy and paste it. All right, copy and paste everything you did. You look at this Chargers uh, rush defense, and we'll get right into these key matchups because this is key matchup number one for me. 
um, is this Eagles offense on the ground against this Chargers defense on the ground and their run defense. So rushing yards allowed per game, 159.4, ranked 32nd. Rushing yards allowed per attempt, 5.1, 32nd. Rushing first downs allowed per game, 9.1, 32nd. Rushes of 20-plus yards allowed, 8 which is also 32nd. So there you go. Uh, dead last in a lot of those key categories for the Chargers defensively on the ground. So how do they take advantage of that? Well, it's simple. I mean, we just need to see Nick Sirianni with a, a strong effort and attention on the ground. And this is the biggest difference from last week, right? Like I, I just rattled off all those stats for the Chargers defensively trying to stop the run. They can't do it. Um, but it seems like this Eagles uh, team as a whole, they just approach these games where the opponent has an elite offense and even just the op opponent where you have a an elite to really good starting quarterback under center, everything gets completely altered and it's just chaos for this Philadelphia Eagles team. So yes, there is a complete um, path that you can see this Eagles team going down uh, on their way to a victory against the Chargers, and that's on the ground. But then you look at this Chargers offense, and that's what scares me. Not just, I mean, they scare me literally for them on offense when the Eagles are on defense, but it scares me in the fact that Nick Sirianni and even Shane Steichen, um, they'll get away from what they need to do and need to continue to do even if they're down, right? And and Herbert and this Chargers offense, Eckler in the backfield, and I'll get to him uh, in just a few minutes, a little bit uh, down the list on my key matchups. That offense is dynamic. And, you know, if they get the ball first, they drive down the field and score 7 nothing. Now, my point is, if the Eagles find themselves trailing in this game, whether it's early or not early, I have yet to see this Eagles coaching staff be be tolerant and be disciplined is the word be disciplined and sticking with their game plan and sticking with they with where they feel like they have an opportunity and that's going to be on the ground in this game even if they're trailing early i still feel like they need to stick to the run uh, but they haven't done that we, we have yet to see them do it period uh outside of the detroit lions game uh and we certainly have yet to see them do it if they fall down early in a game uh against a team that's led by a talent like Justin Herbert. So that's something to keep an eye on. How will they uh, incorporate their ground attack against this Chargers team that's brutal against, uh, against the run and trying to stop it? Uh, I really like what I saw last week from Boston Scott, and I jokingly said it last week before that uh, Lions game, that Boston Scott is dynamic, and every time his number is called, when another member of that backfield goes down for the Eagles, he seems to step up and step up in a big way. The Eagles are 7-1 and one when Boston Scott touches the ball 10 times or more, either as a carry or catching it out of the backfield, because Boston Scott can certainly catch it. He can do both. Um, he's you know, the JV version of, of Austin Eckler, I would say. I'm not comparing them, but style, right? Their style of play, I think, is is quite similar. Um, so how do you make sure you get a heavy dose of Boston Scott in this game? That's uh, a huge 
a huge observation for my part and something that uh, I think you should keep an eye on. Can Boston Scott continue to get uh, a heavy a heavy dose of reps, whether that's catching out of the backfield or handing it off to Boston Scott? I really like what I saw out of Jordan Howard. Um, I think they need to figure out a way to keep him on this 53-man roster, not put him back down on the practice squad whenever that time comes that Miles Sanders uh, returns. So there's a lot of question marks for this team down the road. But for now, uh, heavy dose of Jordan Howard, heavy dose of Boston Scott. And let's figure out how to get the rookie Kenneth Gainwell uh, involved a little bit more. I think they're going to need to get him involved a little bit more in this game, uh, in that Lions game didn't have to get him involved. All right, the Eagles ran away with that one early and the rest was sort of history, but I, I would be surprised if this game uh, does not go a little bit differently than last week. So that's key matchup number one, of course, is this Eagles rushing offense against this Chargers rushing defense. Uh, now everyone is going to say, well, it should be Joey Bosa and this Eagles offensive line. And it, that's really not a key matchup for me. Uh, Joey Bosa is the name on this Chargers defense, and he's certainly someone that the Eagles are going to have to account for. They better account for him, and they're going to have to get creative in trying to stop him and slow him down. Um, but it's not as big of a, a matchup for me because this Chargers team is not very dangerous with their defensive line, with their front four. They only have 14 sacks this season, uh, only five teams in the NFL have less than 14 sacks, so they're in the bottom uh, basement, if you will, of the NFL with getting pressure. Uh, but Bosa certainly can. You know, he has 51 sacks and seven forced fumbles and only 71 career games. He's, like I said, by far their most dangerous weapon on defense and certainly on that front four. So Jordan Mailata, yeah, you say he has a tall task ahead of him, but I'm sure Stoutland, uh, Eagles offensive line coach, is going to figure out ways to um, get some help, <laughs> right? Get, get some help with uh, Joey Bosa, help out Mylotta, whether that's double teaming Bosa or, or changing up looks. Uh, so you can try and contain him. Even if you do that, double team him, throw different looks at him. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's still able to leave his mark on this game. But Bosa, not one of my bigger concerns, but certainly worth bringing up here when I'm going through key matchups. So uh, another key matchup for me here is uh, Austin Eckler. All right. And I mentioned him and I mentioned this Eagles linebackers a lot on this show, but um, they looked better against the Detroit Lions. What does that mean? Right? Like that, that's what we keep coming back to when talking about uh, that Lions game last week. E Eckler is I would say one of, if not the most underrated offensive uh, players at the skill positions in the entire NFL. He's on pace right now uh, for over 1,700 yards from scrimmage. He has 420 yards on the ground, five touchdowns on the ground. He also has 302 receiving yards, three touchdowns as a pass catcher. He can do it all. Uh, and he's able to run in between the tackles. He's able to, to run it up the gut. He's tough. He's strong. He's physical. He's not afraid of contact. Uh, and then he's super elusive and, and quick on his feet. Um, so that's, that's a nightmare matchup, regardless of who it is on defense, regardless of what linebacker group uh, we're talking about. So it's a nightmare matchup for this Eagles team, particularly the linebackers. Um, you know, 
TJ Edwards against the Lions. He was the Eagles LB1, and he had a really strong performance. But this is a lot different now. All right, it's going to be a lot different uh, trying to defend Herbert and Eckler uh, because he can come out of the backfield, play action, catching the ball. He can certainly uh, do a lot on the ground as well. So that's one of my key matchups to keep an eye on. Uh, a third key matchup. So I mentioned Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen a little bit already on this episode. He was the Chargers offensive coordinator last year for anyone that's forgotten that uh, little fun fact. So he certainly had a hand. Don't know how much of um, a hand he had, but he certainly had a hand in grooming the young quarterback, Justin Herbert. So how do the Eagles take advantage of Shane Steichen's knowledge and being on that side of the fence, being on the Chargers side of the fence last year. Um, hopefully Jonathan Gannon's going to be able to pick his brain a lot this week. Um, and curious to see if Steichen's able to get a little bit of, you know, more of his tendencies relayed over to Jonathan Gannon and this Eagles defense uh, to try and, and slow him down and, and give some looks that he's uncomfortable with. Right. So, We'll see. Like I, I say, get creative defensively. This Eagles team really has not been known to do that, and, and the Chargers play a similar type of defense. That's I think part of the reason why they're so bad uh, against the run, thirty second in all of the the biggest categories defensively, because they they play a very similar style that Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles defense play, which is we're not trying to get burnt deep. We're going to give you a, a lot. Uh, in front of us um, and we're going to sort of make you make a mistake or make you beat us uh, in front of us and short passes in the air or on the ground. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a chess match there where both defenses play a similar style. And then you have Shane Steich in the Eagles OC uh, who is coming off of being the Chargers offensive coordinator. So how does he uh, take advantage of that knowledge that he has there? So uh, those are the three biggest matchups, I guess you can say, that I've highlighted so far for this game uh, between the Eagles and the Chargers. The total set at 50 right now uh, at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. And, you know, I was on rush hour with Danny Burke uh, earlier Wednesday night, and this just feels like a, a trap type of, of a line. Right, like I, I know the Chargers are coming off a disappointing game against the Patriots. The Eagles are coming off a dominating performance against Detroit. Something's got to give here. The Eagles haven't been great at home. Chargers clearly the better team on paper. Uh, but for this line to only be one and a half in favor of the Chargers, um, I, I don't know what we're missing, <laughs> right? I, I'm not sure what we're missing. Um, but those are the three key matchups. Hopefully that uh, gives you some insight a little bit into both sides of the ball as it pertains to this week. Uh, we'll take another quick break here, and then uh, we'll come back and wrap up the episode. I'll get into uh, some of my best bets for this week, as well as this game and, you know, more of like the team totals. What do I think about the Eagles team total listed at Bet River Sportsbook, the Chargers team total. I'll get a little bit more into um, the total for the game set at 50 and what I'm leaning towards for that. Uh, so we'll come back and wrap up the episode with the best bets of the Eagles Chargers. Uh, some of them, at least, we have plenty more to get to throughout the week.
Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. The Philadelphia CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days, and this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each and every week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. And the Sixers get the win on Wednesday night at home, uh, rocking their new city, their city jerseys, the new 75th anniversary. Uh, every NBA team has the, the city jerseys, so 76ers rocking the uh, jerseys that honor the old spectrum that uh, Dr. J and the crew used to play. Uh, their home games at and 76ers at home Wednesday night get the win against uh you know the surprising six and one now six and two Chicago Bulls 103 to 98 so the under hit there uh set at 215 at Bet River Sportsbook but nonetheless we'll, we'll wrap up the Eagles Chargers talk here and I want to uh give you the the public betting updated numbers uh, from what I saw so 77 percent of the public money is siding with the Los Angeles Chargers against the Eagles. Uh, and then 87% of the public bets also siding with the Chargers. So that's sharp action and uh, the average Joe, if you will. Both both are in agreement that the Chargers figure out a way to cover that one and a half uh, that they're favored by on the road in Philadelphia. You look at the total, 85% of the money going with the under and 60% of the bets going with the over. So once again, big money coming in on the under, but uh, 60% of the total number of tickets are going with the over. So I am loving the under here uh, and I'm going to take my, my action and put it on the same side as the quote pros as the big money. Um, just because, sure, it feels like a game that it could easily be 31-23, uh, 31-27, uh, right? Like this Chargers offense, certainly more than capable of getting enough points that uh, tips the scales in this game, regardless of what the Eagles do uh, in favor of the over. But there's just something up with this game. I, I feel like the Chargers uh, are going to be, you know, traveling across the country. Uh, they've been trending in the wrong direction, coming off a big loss uh, against that Patriots team, 27-24. Uh, take that for what for what it's worth, but I see this game being close, um, hence the one-and-a-half point number at Bet Rivers. I, I see more along the lines of a 24-23 type of uh, football game. Um, so right now, uh, at the time of recording, my lean is towards the under uh, 50 that's where it's set right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Um, 
under is minus 108 and it's priced minus 113 towards the over so implying slight favorite from the uh, odds makers at bet rivers on the over but um I i'm going with the sharp action and i'm going to take the under 50 uh and i mentioned both the sharp action and the the total public um right now in agreement with la covering the one and a half point number uh at bet rivers sportsbook so we shall see uh eagles it certainly would be nice for them to get a home victory uh i like the the late afternoon kickoff 405 p.m eastern time is when this eagles chargers game gets underway you look at the team total for the philadelphia eagles uh priced at 24 and a half now under 24 and a half uh, minus 129 if you want to go over 24 and a half uh, plus 100 and for the chargers just one point difference 25 and a half uh, over minus 118 under 25 and a half minus 110 right now uh, I I have a slight lean towards the over 24 and a half just based off maybe that plus 100 is suckering me in a little bit um, but I, I see this game being right around you know 24 to you know 25 like 23 to 26 i think is the better way to describe it on both sides of the ball so if you're giving me plus 100 for the eagles at home over 24 and a half uh, i like that play and uh, certainly the value there uh doesn't hurt it either um there's a lot of other bets here. The exact winning margin, which I was way off the mark for that Eagles-Lions game. Both Dan Leach and I uh, felt like that game was going to be very close uh, with the spread being three and a half last week. Now we have another uh, spread that's even less under three points there. Eagles getting the one and a half. So once again, if you feel like this game could be decided by six points or less, it's worth having a, uh, a gander if you will chargers uh exact winning margin one to six priced at plus 335 eagles winning margin one to six priced at plus 350 uh so something to think about there if you uh feel like the eagles can win this game and feel like it's going to be close if they do that's priced at plus 350 uh but no other real strong plays I, I feel good about at the moment as always uh as we get closer to kickoff uh on that saturday episode like we typically do here we'll go through the player prop menu at bet river sportsbook go through you know receiving yards go through touchdown score uh odds and uh everything else that gets added to the already full menu at bet river sportsbook um and before that, we will also have the Los Angeles CityCast host, Danielle Alvari, join us on the next episode for the CityCast crossover. So busy week here uh, getting into this Eagles-Chargers game. We'll try and work a little bit more Eagles. Um, I'm sorry. We're going to have plenty of Eagles. We'll try and work in some more 76ers talk as well as we start at this episode uh, on the update regarding Ben Simmons. I also want to get into um, just some of the offseason conversation. Uh, I know Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen uh, on the latest episode of Adam Schefter's podcast talked about the Eagles three picks and uh, the, the possibility of them trading for a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, or even an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so I'm going to get into that maybe a little bit more on one of these episodes this week. Busy show throughout the week. So make sure you are subscribed following the show. Follow me on Twitter as well at Wise Rye. Uh, and that's another edition. That'll do it, y'all. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. Peace.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.